the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Hump day. Yes, indeedy, it is hump day. And we just got over the hump of hour one, rolling into hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, I was talking about this this horrendous story out of out of Memphis about this young woman out jogging and being kidnapped and uh, sexually assaulted and murdered and dumped like garbage on the side of the road from a serial career lifelong monster who never had any business of ever being let back out on the streets again. Um, I'm just surprised they didn't put him out there on no bail. I mean, why not? Right? Why not? Why wouldn't they put him out there on no bail? Anybody that murders another individual, life in prison or death row. Well, not only that, but oh gosh, I just looked up and saw... A hideous creature from uh, uh, an unveiling today on the TV. But back to the story at hand. Um, speaking of monsters, um, we got monsters of all different varieties running across this country that feel that have been emboldened, encouraged, enabled financially, politically, legally, and otherwise to just uh, we uh, to just usher in complete anarchy and crime in a wave across this country. There's nothing like I've ever seen. I. Uh, I know what it's like to live in at one point New Orleans was uh, the murder capital of the world because of a history of racial strife and divisions and bad uh, it, like um, what was going on. What you see nationally was kind of what what the, the history of Louisiana was like. Right. And uh, so anyway, um, with the projects down there and uh, Democrats in charge, just uh, keep intentionally keeping certain people down and oppressed for power. And we had really bad rampant crime across the city of New Orleans. I was told I had family members in law enforcement. I was told never sit at a red light if, they, if you look both ways and you continue through. If I was at a if I was to go through a drive through, um, I made sure that my wallet was under my skirt. This is back when we wore business suits and my wallet was on the, the floor behind the passenger seat because they would throw a brick through your window to steal your purse. And so I'd make sure if they did that, you know, they wouldn't get my actual wallet. I know what it's like, in other words, to live in a city that's overridden with crime. That did not ever need to happen nationally. That it has is by design. And it's odd because you would think that I, I, I mentioned this on Newsmax this morning, too. I said, if you look at it from the prism of Democrats do everything under the guise of and the notion of winning elections and getting power, right? Everything they do is about amassing power. This is a really strange get out the vote strategy 
There should not be any way, given just the crime wave alone, let alone the debt, the inflation rates, the invasion across our southern border. There shouldn't be any way a Democrat in this country could get anywhere near a position of power, just given the crime alone in this country. And that's one reason why they got to bring in all these people in across the border. Right. This is this is their, you know, and and the more the gang member and the more the human trafficker, the better coming across the southern border, because that's the Democrats demographic at this point. And I'm not even joking. This is all by design. It's about it. They want they want. uh, And let me tell you, these criminals that are waging this across this country, one of the things they know is that the majority of Americans, particularly in these Democrat-controlled cities, are defenseless. Tomorrow, New York City is going to be um, unveiling their latest gun grab on the law-abiding citizens. And as I watch these viral videos across the country, one of the things that always stands out to me is what if this little old lady, like I saw, being kicked in the face, what if she was packing How 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 much would this problem be solved if when that guy kicked her in the head and ran off, he took a bullet in the back? All the other thugs running around at that point probably would get in their cars and scatter and go away. But that's why they want the law abiding citizens in this country to be defenseless. You know, we talk, Andrea, about the election and about what Republicans just need to say in order in order to win. You know, pick pick an issue, pick a couple of issues and run on that. That's one of them. Say that there needs to be obviously, uh, you know, certain rules in place. But for the most part, Americans have the freedom to carry guns and defend themselves. Run on that. Well, you know, we don't. But but in a lot of states, we don't have concealed carry permits. If you've got if you've in in most states in 888-344-1170, how are you feeling about the crime right now? San Diego, it seems as though it's not as bad for us, and, but it's mainly in part because we're so sprawled out. We're such a large county. If you're, if you're listening to me and you're not in San Diego County, you've never been here. It's at least an hour, if not more, from one end of the county to the next. The only thing I'll say about that, and I do agree with you, is L.A. is just a hop, skip, and a jump. And the more time that goes on, I'm worried that some of the problems we're seeing in L.A. will come down here. Well, yeah, we've already got we've already got our homeless situation has just grown exponentially and is beginning to look more and more. And in part, that's because as we add these trolley uh, trolley, you know, stations and, and increase the trolley traffic around the country. It just spreads them out uh, across the county. And we know that um, I, I think the first day that the trolley opened in the UTC area here, um, uh, a homeless person got off the trolley here and stabbed a security guard here at the mall. Um, but but it, it, you know, some but that's just one aspect of the crime in terms of these like mobs going around and teams of people beating up seniors and, you know, and all this kind of stuff that's happening and all these smashing grabs. We haven't had as much of that in San Diego County as they've had elsewhere. Um, so I, I'm not really sure what that is. Um, we, we actually, um, we do have concealed carry here in San Diego. I just think the culture is a little bit different here. Um, my computer just crashed on me, my man. Well, Do we have a caller fine. on the line? Uh, disinfect, uh, disaffected Mike on the air, and he uh, wants to chime in. Oh, well, good. I always welcome a call from disaffected Mike. Hello, my dear. Hi, Andrea. Uh, I hope you had a great Labor Day. Labor Day, and also uh, uh, Mr. Potato Scans too. Uh, so I am. I'm just going to disclaim myself. I am a two a Second Amendment absolutist, meaning that any law infringing on the Second Amendment 
is unconstitutional, period, end of story. You should be able to own a jet fighter, a tank, aircraft carrier, a nuclear bomb. The only consideration of that is, is that, A, can you afford it? And B, is anybody willing to sell it to you? Other than that, you should be able to own whatever armament you think is deemed necessary for your own personal defense or the overthrowing of your own country when it comes against you. Having said that, I was in Arizona over the, uh, over the Labor Day holiday and a little bit last week, and I walked into a gun store uh, just to see what the latest offerings were because I know uh, what, what uh, the California DOJ, uh, Department of Justice uh, gun, gun registry, and they have one, uh, a roster, and it's shrinking uh, uh, day by day to the point that uh, you won't be able to own any firearm if it's not on a list. And they're going to make that, they're going to try to make that list uh, non-existent. But I walked in there and I saw armaments that were, A, beautiful, B, you can't get in California, and C, asked the, uh, the owner of said gun store, hey, uh, do you actually ship to California? Some of these look like they actually are on the roster. He looked me dead in the eye, started chuckling and said, not only no, but hell no. And the reason for that is, is because he doesn't want to put up with the BS hassles that California puts in front of him as a, as a registered federal firearms licensee uh, to ship to other federal, federal, federal firearms licensees in uh, California because uh, it's a real pain in the neck. California creates such an onerous and disastrous uh, uh, gun-buying uh, environment right. uh, that it isn't worth it for him to do. Right. And so he's, I asked him, I said, so what does it take to buy a, a gun in, um, in Arizona, which is a constitutional carry state? You can go, he said, you can walk in. If you're a resident of Arizona, you can walk in. You can buy, uh, pick the weapon of your choice. Um, uh, wait about, I don't know, five, ten minutes to get a, uh, to get a next background check. Pay me. And then you're out the door. Then the rest is history. In California, for those of you that don't know, and I know those of you that do, um, it takes roughly ten days to the, to the day, to the hour, to the minute, to the second, uh, to go through a next background check before you can receive your weapon. Right. Right. And right. then and if you buy, if you buy a weapon, you have a 30 day cool down period, which they don't have right. in Arizona. Right. And you can only buy one. Disaffected Mike. Right. Disaffected Mike. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't want I want to move on from the gun yes. laws into the crime wave that we got and how that's affecting, because we you know, we do a lot of segments. We have San Diego County gun owners on on a regular basis to educate us on what's happening with the gun laws in this country. Right. Um, right. But, um, you know, clearly. This, this, none of these, these, what's going on with the crime wave is intentional. They want these Absolutely people. Other, otherwise, they wouldn't be uh, making it not criminal to smash and grab and steal up to a thousand dollars. They wouldn't be literally choosing through Nobel policy. We had a judge in L.A. a few days ago, disaffected Mike, who declared a mistrial of a guy. You're here. You're talking about all these Second Amendment restrictions. We had a judge in L.A. just a few days ago declared a mistrial of a guy who was who was accused of holding up via gun a McDonald's because the judge said. He looked like he was tired and hadn't got enough sleep the night before in jail. True story. True story. So, so they are intentionally they are intentionally waging a crime wave across this country, right against us. I want you to speak to that as a citizen. Um, are you afraid to walk the streets? Are you hearing that people are afraid? And how do we take our safety back? Yeah, I, I do hear it, and I do talk to people that that are like minded like me. Uh, that find it very difficult to get, say, a concealed carry license uh, themselves. 
Um, they do worry about their families. They do worry about their children. They do worry about the crime wave. And, and uni- almost universally to the person that I ask, they do believe like you do and like I do, that this is a deliberate act by government to disarm law-abiding citizens uh, to make them weak and feeble in front of criminals. The reason for that is, is because, and, and the only conclusion I can come to is that government hates competition. They don't want you to be uh, independent, independent thinking, uh, have the ability to associate with other like-minded people uh, so that you can come against them if the time ever comes that you have to. They don't want to compete against you. Now, Joe Biden should can say, I've got F-15s. Yeah, but you know what, though? We've got millions of us. And I'm pretty sure those people flying the F-15s won't come against us. Well, Maybe I don't know about them. that. They've, they've, they've purged the military. I want to move on to another right. area. Thank you for calling Disaffected, yeah. Mike. I'm up against a break. Um, appreciate you. Thank you for calling in. One aspect, disaffected Mike reminded me of something because he's he's I guarantee you that if somebody came up and attacked me in a target and disaffected Mike was nearby, even if he didn't have his weapon, he'd handle business. Okay, one of the things that I'm noticing as I'm watching all these viral videos is a bunch of beta males. There's too many. There's too many men. And when I was a kid, I would expect that if that if anybody was attacked, a mom and her kids or some seniors or anybody, that some men would step up and handle some business. Instead, I'm seeing, like I saw this video today, of this mom who's walking with her kids into what looked like a Walmart at a Target. Some African-American young man comes up behind her, beats her, grabs the necklace off of her, runs out, and some big, beefy African-American dude is like looking back like, what's up? And he looks out the window. And, and, it, and, and at that point, it didn't have anything to do with skin color, by the way. Because let me tell you, there's a whole lot of white dudes I've seen. The age, it's not about age. It's not about skin color. It's not about any demographic. We've got a problem with, after decades of attacks on male and male toxicity. That's part we, of the problem, too. That's part of the problem, too, is we don't have enough real men out there that will jump in and protect people on the streets. They're standing back and letting people be attacked. And shame on them. And women, too. Women, too. I actually saw one of the viral videos that I saw was this man just starts punching, beating on this senior citizen lady. And this woman steps in to help him. And he just punches her right in the face, too. And she falls backward and nobody comes to help either one of them. The only person in, in, on that street that day that tried to stop this man was a woman. It wasn't a man. And nobody came to the aid of either one. We've got all these videos coming out of subways. Women raped and attacked. And nobody, no man stands up to do anything. How about we, what are we going to do legislatively? What should be done legislatively? Kevin McCarthy unveiled his new version of the contract for America, and it was largely economic based. I don't want to hear anything from any Republican about the midterms. Yeah, I, I get what, what some people said pick, and what you were saying earlier. To me, it's obvious that we can be hammering home all day long about the economic issues. To me, that's obvious. It's low hanging fruit. But if you really want to do something to change this country, Speak about the crime that's going on in this country. And just withholding funds from DA, uh, from district attorneys that aren't prosecuting isn't far enough. We need to be thinking, we're, you know, it's, it's like the Republican establishment is acting like it's 1991. Literally pulling the playbook from Newt Gingrich, not good enough. I want to hear what you are literally going to do in Congress. What you're going to do legislatively, what you're going to introduce legislatively, 
that has to do with addressing this beyond just I'm not going to give federal funds to a dis- to, to a DA doesn't prosecute because we had that cr- kind of nonsense going on with the Trump administration. Jeff Sessions threatened to withhold federal funds when because we had this stuff cr- beginning to happen in the Trump administration. Right? We had when it came to illegals. We had was it the mayor or the district attorney? I think it might have been the mayor or district attorney up in Northern California, maybe Sacramento area, who actually put a call out to illegals in the streets warning them about ice raids coming up and Jeff Sessions threatened and never did anything about it never did anything about it what do we need to do 888-344-1170 what do you want to be done I've I've never seen anything like this in my country and it's almost as though and and we're going to talk a little bit about this Merrick Garland, uh, this um, uh, Trump, the continued persecution of Trump and the latest on the Mar-a-Lago raid. One of the reasons why I'm more supportive of Trump in 2024 than ever is because I'm thinking maybe now, because it's gotten so close to him being indicted. It's at the point where his 16-year-old son, is rans- uh, his room is ransacked. His personal home has literally been ransacked that maybe now he might actually go to D.C. and actually drain the swamp. Because it's it's almost as though until it personally happens to you, you don't care, right? It's like it's not personal. It doesn't matter to you. And nothing in Kevin McCarthy was their plan, did anything to address the fact that we've got courts putting American citizens in the jail and keeping them while we've got a no bail policy and we've got a crime wave happening with felony felony actors running around and committing all kinds of felonies and rape or whatever around this country. We've got American citizens being held with without bail for their political beliefs. That wasn't mentioned by Kevin McCarthy. It wasn't mentioned by McCarthy in his new contract with America. Going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion. I want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Crime and no punishment in this country. If you're a lefty and if you check a couple of boxes. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170. The answer is San Diego. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, Francisca's on the line. She wants to weigh in on this crime uh, and gun situation. Hello, Francisca. Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. If that's if this is the same Francisca who's called in before. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm the same one with the same problems, with the same worries. And I want everybody to do something. Let's get together. But, uh, you know, this is a pattern of behavior. That is that we hear it, and we need to acknowledge it. We need to have a, a get information, get a diagnosis, and then get uh, uh, together to step one, step two, to in order to control it. But it, I don't think that we can uh, disappear it because this is the third world uh, war, and so if we saw, then we have to, you know, get together understanding that we are citizens, that we not only are the owners, but we are also responsible. So if we need to take a, a big, big, very creative. So in this case of violence, I have seen this violence when, uh, in, when on Obama, when he started bringing these people, like uh, the first caravan that he had, well, those people came into Mexico because of the United Nations. 
So they invaded Mexico, and I told Mexicans, remember, don't, don't do it to others what you don't like to do to you. Well, they start getting into the buses and then, uh, you know, um, assaulting people. Mexican people reacted just like you described. Some people were, didn't want to get involved, but then they suffer. And so yeah. right now they, they have so much experience that they are getting together, but not enough, you know, for, for, to understand that this is, this war is 2020 to 2050. And they do have a plan. And this plan of uh, letting free people that were in jail, same thing in every single country. So those people, if we do not acknowledge that when Obama releases prisoners, you know, lying, lying, lying. So why we didn't do anything, knowing that they were going to, you know, attack us? Then now we have on top of that millions of people coming and 19 millions because this is the United Nations moving people like animals. Yeah. And so they dump in them and they have a, a job to do that same thing, going and stuff, you know, I pay you something because this is part of the agenda 2020, 30 psychologically attack us. Now they, I, I only wish like a dream, uh, they attack the, the further Biden center of, I, I should say the agenda for the work economic forum is part of it is yeah. the next attack is starvation. They went and attacked these Amish people. They confiscated their stuff, saying that, you know, you don't know how to, uh, you know, farm. If you do, then you have, um, uh, you know, um, uh, a fine or $3,000. It's in the same tactic that they did against the doctors that want to tell us about the virus, uh, the, the bioweapons that were going to right. hurt us. Right. Hold so, on just a second, Francisca, because I want to yeah. make sure people understand where you're going with this. That You're basically yes. saying that all of this from this invasion to uh, the controls, the attack on our energy sector, uh, and yes. the uh, everything that they're doing to us is all tied to Agenda 2030, which is all tied to the World exactly. Economic Forum. And the next coming step is controlling our food supply and increasing the starvation. And you're absolutely right, right that this is all part. This is all part of a, of a plan, and that's being enacted. And people need to wise up to it. I've got to leave it there, Francisca, because I'm up yes. against a break. But yes. thank you. Thank you. For you know, one of the things that's so important is that we is that we listen to the immigrants in this country who have come from places where they've seen all these same yep. tactics before, and you're one of those. It's just like um, I loved some of the uh, Cuban Americans that spoke at the uh, 2020 Republican National C- uh, Convention, and what they uh, what they uh, there was one in, in particular, a man in South Florida, and he talked about everything that he saw going on that summer with Black Lives Matter and Antifa was exactly what he fled and that you know and that we, he was seeing all those same tactics being used against uh, against the American it's only gotten worse since and that's why they've had to play right. games with our elections and steal it because they know that nobody's nobody's wants to legit vote for this and right. that they're mafia yes they're it's their mafia absolutely Francisca we appreciate you so much thank you for calling in thank you all right um Alrighty, I think it uh, might be a good time to take a break. Guess what? We've we've got an idea for you guys in San Diego because we're starting to get into a theme of what can we do? Well, what can you do? We've got a solution for you in our next segment that involves how do you how do you homeschool your kid and get them out of this crazy crap going on in the schools? 
without necessarily having them to be homeschooled with you. There's a really, really, really amazing opportunity and idea that's taking place here in San Diego County. We're going to share that with you when you come back. So don't go anywhere. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170, The Answer, San Diego. AK, dynamite in a dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Before the break, we were talking to a caller, Francisco, who was talking all about uh, the war against America internally, of course, uh, not one being military, but one that's attacking our culture, right? Well, as we've talked about, particularly every Friday here with Bob Walters, that the battlefield, the battlefront, if you will, in so many ways for the culture war that's been happening in our country, the, in so much the front for the battle has been through the hearts and the minds of our children and particularly in the schools. And so many parents would love the opportunity to be able to homeschool their kids, but you know, have to work and, and can't afford somebody to sit with their kid at home uh, during the day. So I caught wind of this new, you know, cool idea here in San Diego. Um, and joining me now to discuss and share it with you is the founder, and it's Kathy Granite, and she's here to um, from Freedom of Choice Homeschool. Hello. Hi, and she's here to share Hi, everybody about you? Hi, Kathy. Kathy, thank you for being here on tonight's Andrea K Show. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm actually sitting here with with Dan Granite, who's my husband. So it's a it's a co thing that we're doing, and um, I might pass them off to you here uh, a, a little bit. But yeah, we're super excited to be on your show tonight. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm glad to have you with me. For some reason, I'm trying to access your web your web page to tell you about it, and and and, and I'm not I'm not getting through for some reason. I'm not sure why I'm being blocked. It could be the forces of the left trying to not let me see what's happening. Uh, it could it could be some a little poltergeist from the school union trying to keep me from seeing what's happening. But share with everybody what's going on and what your what your initiative and what your mission and what your school is all about. Sure. Well, um, just uh, just in case you have the wrong website, it is Freedom of Choice SC Homeschool dot com. And uh, so we started out because I'm a school counselor. I'm certificated, credentialed school counselor. Some people call it used to say guidance counselors. Now it's school counselor. And um, I live in North County, San Diego, and I worked up in Orange County. And I thought I was in like the best school ever until the mandates came. And they fired me for not wearing a, a facial mask. Mm. And it wasn't, it wasn't uh, as easy as that. I mean, I, for, I don't know, a, you know, a semester and a half, probably, I was in the middle of the whole COVID um, um, thing where, you know, scam, um, where I was actually watching kids with masks um, really having traumatic effects. I was also having traumatic effects. And it was day to day just watching kids crying, not being able to breathe. They would come in my office. I would have 16-year-old, you know, kids come in crying. They didn't want to wear it. And and so it was really parents pleading for help. Um, and this was a high school that I worked at, by the way. Mm-hmm. And um, by the time the summer came around and, and we were to enroll for, you know, start the next school year, 2021, I provided the district with religious exemptions and they told me to pound sand. Mm. Um, they told me that twice. 
and said I was the first one in the district to do this, and they didn't know what to do with me, but they were going to learn off me. And so they gave me a directive that if I didn't come back to school wearing a mask and keeping it above my nose the whole time, then I would be fired. And so they put me on a half-paid leave uh, for a handful of months, and um, that was the end of that. So, wow. Well, let's uh, talk for a little bit. Let's hold on for a second, because, you know, I I think you're the first teacher that I've talked to who shared, you know, personally their experience um, in in terms of being fired, but also in terms of the children. I want to make sure people understand what because there's still school districts that are trying to force these masks on kids. Um, I don't think and and even even the institutions um, from schools and beyond that don't have the mask mandates now, they're just looking for an opportunity to shove it back on our faces. I want people everybody knows that recent reports that came out the other day about how academics and and grades and everything just tanked during covid. Of course, the left Mm -hmm. wants to blame the virus for that, not the, you know, the the restrictions and the crackdowns and the the what was done to people. But but can you share specifically why uh, these masks, why the kids were complaining, why it was so detrimental to them and what it and what it did to them, not just from an academic standpoint, but an emotional standpoint, mental standpoint, um, a social standpoint? Sure. So there's a story that um, always sticks in my mind that I think was kind of the catalyst of my decision um, as far as just putting my foot down and not wanting to go back. Um, I had a, he was a junior that came to our school. He was somewhat new. He went through the whole COVID year. And so then uh, fast forward, he was going to be a senior. And he came to me and he said, Mrs. Granite, he goes, I need to talk to you. He goes, I need to graduate early. He goes, can you help me with that? And I was like, well, what's going on? He said, you know what? He goes, I came here. I didn't have any friends. I went through COVID. He goes, now we're back. He goes, with masks, he goes, I can't see anybody's faces. He said, I can't see if anybody's looking at me, frowning at me, smiling at me. He goes, I can't make any contact with anybody. He goes, I'm so lonely. He goes, I don't want to be here anymore. And he goes, I just can't do it anymore. And it was that kind of a discussion that, you know, here you've got this, you know, 17 year old, you know, going on to be an adult and he's struggling because he, he can't even make facial contact with anybody um, at the school that's supposed to be, you know, his home away from home. And um, I mean, I was in, you know, proctoring AP exams, watching these kids in a, you know, 50 kids in a hot room. Some kids had double masks on. I thought I was in a horror film. It was truly, um, you know, but I, it was, it it's, was, and it, I'm not even exaggerating, it was almost a daily occurrence where, and of course, we were still on Zoom at the time, parents would contact me how, you know, let's just say the kid's name was Johnny, you know, Johnny used to run around being the ASB kid with, you know, hooting and hollering about school spirit, and now Johnny can't get out of bed because mm. he's so depressed, he can't see his friends, he can't, you know, do anything outside of school um, on Zoom, and these kids tanked. And I saw it with my own eyes as a count as a school counselor. It was overwhelming, especially since I I had um, I was in charge of 750 kids were in my Alpha Cut, 750 to me. Wow! And there was no way I could, you know, help everybody. And it was 
awful. Wow. You know, and I would go home crying, right. you know. Well, I, you know, um, you um, can't help everybody. Right. We're talking to Kathy Granite, founder and school counselor of Freedom of Choice Student Center. Um, I'm getting a, I'm getting a cautionary message when I go to Freedom of Choice SE homeschool.com that y'all might be trying to steal my information is what's going on. No, no matter how I try to act. Yeah. No matter how I try. And I was on there a couple hours ago. So this is something hinky going on. Uh-huh. Just FYI. Um, in, try, and, try our, can you try our second one? It's freedom of choice sc.com and see if you're getting uh cause I, I, we have our homeschool website and then we have separate. Okay. That one I was able website. to get up. I so everybody go to freedom of choice sc.com. I want to make sure people yeah, are I mean, able to access link. it. Okay. Great. Yeah, I want to be I, able to link right to the homeschool with that one, too. Look, you don't even have to be. I'm not a school counselor, but I know how hard it was for me. God gave us the God gave us emotions. God gave us the ability to express ourselves yeah. n- uh, non-verbally with our eyes, with our smiles. There's a reason why God gave us the ability to smile and show our expressions from frowning to smiling and mm-hmm. beyond. And that was taken from us. And it was most importantly, it was taken from the from the most vulnerable amongst us who had little to zero chance of getting this virus, zero to little chance of giving it to anybody, and and mm-hmm. almost and, and almost zero chance of dying from it. Children were used and exploited for power, and that's just one aspect of why parents need to homeschool. Tell everybody about your organization, what your mission is, how they can get involved, what the plan is, curriculum, etc. Sure. So um, the first thing is I started with a school counseling program. I thought, you know what, I still want to do my job. I love kids. I still want to provide the three things that I provide as a school counselor. That's academic planning, college and career readiness, and social emotional development support. Those are the three things that I do. And so um, we actually got a small facility last year. And um, we decided um, when Newsom wanted to jab the little kids, with the uh, jab jab Um, my husband who is also a school administrator he says you know what we need to turn our facility into also some classrooms and that's where the freedom of choice student center homeschool got developed we are a um, we work on classical education and um, our um, classical education is based on the trivium which is grammar logic and rhetoric and we focus on literacy literature and math we are an on-site homeschool we do not ask for any kind of um, medical information. We don't want to know. Um, we are. We don't have any mandates, and we are uh, Monday through Thursday from nine to one. We um, quickly grew out of that, and we just opened a larger facility, and we have so much to offer. We even just um, got pre-K here, so we're pre-K through twelfth grade. We have teachers on site. We have um, beautiful, spacious classrooms. We've got a giant play area for the kids. We have a whole college and career center for the older kids, 6 through 12, student lounge, internet cafe. I mean, we're trying to really make it uh, an on-site, beautiful program for these families. And um, we are tradition, uh, we are uh, tuition-based, so any kind of donations to help with tuition for families who might not be able to afford it, it would be great. Um, but we're a family. We're starting a community. We do things outside of school, too. We have beach picnics and barbecues, and we just have a lot of things uh, coming around the corner that we're very excited to develop. Well, I am just, I love this idea. Tell everybody where you're located. Where is your center? Sure. 
We are in Oceanside, California, 2191 South El Camino Real in Oceanside. And uh, we have almost the whole top floor of this building. We found a, a great landlord who was uh, a believer of what we're doing. And he just let us kind of, um, yeah, beautiful, nice patriot. Um, and uh, he basically gave us the whole top area. And he said, do what you want. So we knocked down doors. We knocked down walls. We built our classrooms. We have teachers. Uh, everybody's uh, on the same mindset. And uh, we'll accept anybody. We don't discriminate. We want kids to come here and learn and be safe Mm -hmm. and um, not feel afraid. Well, I absolutely love this. I love what you're doing. We we need people to support you. It's great that there's a, a place where people can, you know, feel comfortable to have their kids go and actually learn something. Instead of being indoctrinated, uh, they'll actually be right. educated. Right, Karen Granite? Uh, Kathy. Oh, Kathy, I'm <laughs> sorry. you know what? That, it's totally fine. And you know what? Um, one thing that really sets us apart is every student here gets all of my counseling services as part of the enrollment. Now, what does that include? All the academic academic planning. That could be anything from um, making sure their their classes are correct, time management, organizational skills, college and career planning. I have grade-level packages that I provide for each grade level, uh, 9th through 12th. Um, And I see all kids throughout. We're going to make sure that they're on track, you know, there's um, some people want to go to college. Some people don't want to go to college. And I help them get to whatever their uh, direction might be. I also do social emotional counseling. So that could be anything from um, teaching um, uh, group lessons to the little kids, making sure that they know how to learn, be empathetic, you know, how to be friendly with people, um, all the way up to, hey, maybe somebody's feeling depressed or they have anxiety or maybe they're having panic attacks. Uh, I've got about a minute. Yeah, I've got about a minute left. And one of the questions I know that my listeners are going to have is um, the the scourge, the epidemic of the transing of children in our schools across America. Um, How can parents feel assured that nobody's going to be trying to ask about pronouns um, and and any of this nonsense involving uh, diversity, equity and inclusion? We've got to be inclusive. So we've got to use pronouns and and all of that. Sure. So everything we do is vetted. All of our teachers are vetted. Um, it's a di- complete 100% directive that if they do any of that stuff here at our school, we'll fire them on the spot. When we yes. hire them, they are, there are no social, social justice warriors here. We don't want that. That's not what we're about. Um, if it's here, we're going to squash it. And uh, any kind of lessons that I give, I vet them completely. Nothing like that will come from any of us. If for some reason it sneaks in, we we've have all the teachers um, need to tell us about it. All the parents know to tell us about it. We'll squash it. I absolutely None of that's going to go on here. Fantastic. I am just so happy to have you on the show tonight and just love oh. what you guys are doing. And it just makes my Come heart up feel. Come here and check us out. I, I was just thinking, invitation. I was just thinking I would love to come and take a tour and maybe I could videotape it and post it on my socials. Um, the, Please do. Yes. The website is freedomofchoicesc.com. Um, it's Kathy Granite, founder and school counselor. And your husband's name is David, I think you said. My husband's, my husband's name is Dan, Dan Granite. And he is the director, Dan. We also have an awesome mascot. His name is Sammy. He's a dog and the kids absolutely <gasps> love him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> what, what breed is he? I'm obsessed with dogs. I'm he, a, he's, 
He's a he's a little terrier mix from originally from Tijuana that we rescued. Oh, he's amazing. The kids love him. He just goes around to classroom to classroom. <laughs> you have to come and check it out. I mean, you 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 will love it here. Oh my gosh, and, I cannot wait. We have birthdays. We have holidays. We just celebrated a kid's birthday yesterday. We have another one today. We uh, do the Pledge of Allegiance every day. We have a constitutional corner that is full of constitution. Uh, everything you can think of. My sister Cheryl. We named it the Cheryl Land Constitution Corner because she's been <laughs> donating bo- uh, boxes of books. I mean, you name it. We are teaching the kids right here. Oh they're my gosh! Come to learn that they're going to have fun. I they're love it. Have fun. Oh my gosh! I am so excited and grateful to have you on the show, Kathy Granite and Dan. Granite, Dan, director Dan the Man, Granite, and uh, Sammy the, and, the Man, and and Sammy the Mascot. I can't wait to meet you all, and I'm just grateful for you. God bless you guys, and I'm definitely going to contact you so I can come take a visit. So thank you so much for being Please here. Please do well. Thank you so much. We thank, love you. We thank appreciate you. you. Thank you. Have a great night, hun. All right, now y'all stay you tuned. Too, that that music is playing because I'm well over a break, and my man Skins is about had it with me. So I will be right back. <laughs> News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. What music is that from? Sounds familiar, Skins. What music is that from? It's, it's, it's nothing from anything identifiable. Oh, okay. Just random. It sounds like a music score, so it's probably from a, a, a movie. That's why I picked it. Um, I, I okay. like stuff like that. Yeah. All right. So uh, fate. All right. Um, here's a l- good news uh, via uh, courtesy of AG Louisiana Attorney General Landry. He, an attorney general in Missouri, filed a lawsuit against the Biden administration wanting to get some uh, documents, um, the communications between the White House and what they were saying to social media to control uh, what we were able to say in terms of covid and um, the Biden administration. Didn't want to have to reveal any communications. We know, like last week, we reported a few days ago um, that um, the uh, I can't remember who reported on it, uh, but that uh, that Facebook had admitted that the FBI had come to them and told them what they were allowed to say or what they should say over Hunter Biden. They suppressed a laptop and other information came out. Well, um, we know, in other words, that they've been colluding with big tech to control the information. So the Biden administration didn't want to reveal any information. And Judge Terry Doty, who was appointed by Trump, said, you got to hand over the information. Uh, Doty said the court believes plaintiffs are entitled to external communications by Jean-Pierre and Dr. Fauci in their capacities as White House press secretary and chief medical advisor to the president to third party social media platforms. What were they saying? We now know because of the Pfizer documents, all the information that was hidden from us as the White House went around in collusion with big tech to suppress information in order to force shots on American people that were, were causing adverse reaction and adverse events. We need to know what was going on between the White House, the CDC, and Big Tech. What were they saying? What were they controlling? Hopefully we're going to get to the bottom of it. We'll see you tomorrow night. Peace out. Peace out. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.